When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Good afternoon, everyone. 3.34. Welcome to the show and what's been a grisly Wednesday afternoon. Kimbo and The Rooch with you for the next two hours, live from Studio Luma USA, all thanks to our great friends at Balfour's and Hyundai. Talking of good friends, is The Rooch. Party people! Rooch, here he is. Rooch, here he is. Hey. Rooch. Good afternoon, Michelangelo. Hello, Kim. It's late October, and I know I go by the sundial, but spring's dragging its heels, isn't it? A little bit. Yeah, our seasons are all out of whack, Roach. There's no question of that. It's been going on for a time now. Looking forward to today's show. There's a bit to chat about uh, as we get into our guests, Roach. At four o'clock, we'll be joined by uh, international cricket guru Bharat Sundarasan, who covered last night's game. A lot of questions to ask, Bharat about the way Perth didn't engage with that World Cup game last night. 25,000. Staggering, isn't it? And it was in a very, very time zone friendly time for them. Not for us. So late. Yeah, understand the two and a half hour difference between us and Perth these days, but don't get it. They've been starved of international cricket for so long. What, they just lose their interest in it? Oh, I, what can't, I can't answer that. I was surprised at the start Great of the stadium? game. Yeah, and they said there was around 20,000 there and people still coming in. And I thought, well, the game's already underway. It's not yeah. as if it's a tough economy in Perth, is it? Disappointing yeah. crowd. Uh, is it Sri Lanka? Not big crowd pullers. Staggering. I understand the importance and Australia's the relevance. Australia's bad start. I understand the importance and the relevance. No, got nothing to do with it. I think that would have added to it, Root, surely. Well, people we see- don't jump off that quick. Oh, you think... Think we don't joke? Not as fickle as you, port supporters, Rich. (laughs) (laughs) You brought that up yesterday, you said, before anyone has a go at me. You brought it up at our breakfast with all the dealer principals at Hyundai. Yes, I did. When they asked you how port would go next year, and you said if they. They need to deliver, or the fans go, Mm. not liking this. When we're talking cricket, we can throw a few things out there, and we're not trying to jump on someone when they're a little bit down. Oh, we're going to play selectors, are we? Uh, Aaron Finch, his uh, form's been a little bit scratchy for some time now. He's out of the one-day competition to concentrate on T20. He's the captain. That adds another layer. Do you sack the captain? Do you drop the captain? Does that mean that Pat Cummings would take over as captain? Should Steve Smith come in and be the captain? Would he be a better opener? Well, that's your great question. Do you have a better option? Is there an alternative that makes the side better? Is there? I think Cameron Green, in current Mm. form, is a better batsman. And he can bowl. Good point. Very Thank good you. Point. And Smithy can bowl his uh, 
leggings yes, as well. Yes, he's got his little ones, yeah. yeah it, it's interesting. Yeah. Everyone's having their two bobs worth. I so listened to Callum Ferguson last night. And uh, Ferg, Fergalicious, he used to be a regular on our show. He's gone to greater things, Rich. We give everyone a start. Yes, we do. Um, we leave yeah. ourselves behind. <laughs> yeah, he thinks, <laughs> he, he thinks uh, the team will stay the same. If he wasn't captain, dot, 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 finish the sentence. Well, that's what I mean. It adds another layer to it, and I think it keeps him there. And if you want to look for positives, he didn't get out. I don't know how. <laughs> Mm. He played and missed that many times. Mm, Uh, It would be remiss, though, and we will talk about it with Barat, if we didn't mention Marcus Stoinis and the Australian record for the fastest 50 in T20 cricket off 17 deliveries. He monstered Strike rate of what, 327? Ridiculous. Wow. He's he's a powerful unit. And Glenn Maxwell tipped it back in our favour as well before he copped a couple off short ones. Mitch Marsh was scratchy before he launched. Uh, but Aaron Finch, 31 off 42. We invite you to have your say on that. We're live and interactive. We enjoy all the different opinions. Zero four two seven one five four one double six. Being a Wednesday, Roach, what happens? Matty Randell. The list guru. We received a question last night. Is there any way that Adelaide, and we'll stretch that to Port Adelaide as well, could get in the market for Matthias Filippo, the son of Sam Filippo, the grandson of Peter Filippo? Uh, so we'll present that question to Matt Rendell. There'd have to be a fair bit of creativity, wouldn't there? Oh, you're going to have to get into the top three of the draft. That's top three. Well, the word is Essendon are really keen, and they've got the fourth pick, so you're going to have to go before Essendon. If if that is if that is uh, look, there are a lot. It wasn't of, that long ago. He's outside of the top ten. You're saying he's top ten. Well, no, it's just simply because Essendon has seemed to be uh, how can I put it the biggest interest in him. Mm. I mean, if Essendon had picked nine, then he goes at nine, so to speak. But if they got picked four, he goes number four. And other clubs would have probably different targets. That's the other thing about how the draft works. If they don't see Filippo as their need because they see a player who sorts out their list Mm. demands. But if Essendon's genuinely interested in him and they've got picked four, Porter and Adelaide would have to look at doing a deal with GWS and North Melbourne. I think it's too hard, Kim. Well, I would think so, but uh, that's why we'll ask Matty because he has lived that life uh, before. A uh, few texts coming through, Roach. Bit of homework for you, not straight away. You like right. to get on your phone, then I lose you for five minutes, end right. up talking to myself. I've got my phone with me now. Which is more enjoyable sometimes. Um, a text <laughs> has come through. What was the price of a ticket last night? Kimo Sabi. That's me. Um, we'll look that. We'll get Bumfluff Benny onto that, what the ticket pricing. And given... What we're playing for fuel at the moment, does that keep 25,000 people away? Yeah, it's a stronger, stronger economy that we're always told about Perth, aren't we? In Adelaide, it'd be very concerning. Well, they're a different country. They're not part of Australia, are yes, they? Yes, they have. They're their own <laughs> republic. We know that. Hey, Glennie sent through a text as well. We like this. Hi, guys. Ast- Ooh, Australia should drop Finch and Maxwell. Oh, come on. And bring in Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck. That's why the crowds are so low. Oh, Glennie. Oh. Okay. So I thought we were going to get something uh, sensible then. Okay. Um, I wouldn't be dropping Maxwell. I love Maxwell. He's ahead of his time. Uh, another player's been delisted. We'll get to that shortly. We're going to ask Matt Rendell whether he'll get an AFL lifeline. Uh, and at five o'clock, we'll be joined by Amanda Jade Wellington, the female Stuart McGill. Or, or she would want to be... Australia's female Shane Warne, though. Well, if she was rude, she'd be playing for Australia now, and she'd not. So timing she must is be, everything in she sport, must isn't it? Know, so she's Stuart McGill. Yeah, so timing is everything. 
Uh, took five wickets the other day, five for eight. Yes, out here at Carrollton. Yeah. Yeah. So they've got Melbourne. two games. They've got a game tomorrow against Brisbane and a game on Friday against Perth. Yep. Uh, we've spoken to her before. She is absolutely delightful. True. All right, we're up and away. It's uh, 3.41. Let's go around the grounds, Roach. There's been a surgery, a significant one, at the Cattery. Help me with this because I've been trying to remember. At the start of the final series, was everyone saying Tom Hawkins had a hamstring concern? Was that... was. Or was that Jeremy Cameron? It was Jeremy Cameron, wasn't it? Yep. Right. But anyway, yep. Tom Hawkins, surprise, surprise, had a foot problem that he carried all the way through the finals. And they've decided it's best for him to have surgery straight away rather than go through the pre-season with, will it be right? Will it be wrong? Will it be right? Just get it out of the way. So he's I, had I, foot surgery. I was staggered. And there's some talk that he might not be ready for the start of the season. So it's significant. So it's clearly serious. Yeah, significant surgery. Better to get it over and done with. All right. Isn't it? So that's what's happening at the Cattery. Uh, it was Jeremy Cameron Hampshire. Yeah, right? they get an opportunity to blood another forward, even if he doesn't play there, right? And he can do with a shorter season anyway, yeah, his right. age. Uh, ticket prices, Benny's just found out. They started at around $30 and went all the way up to $110. All right, if that answers the question. Gold Coast Suns, another delisting, a South Aussie. North Adelaide boy who went to Richmond, then went to Gold Coast, Oleg Markov. He's only 26. Two, three years ago. 51 games at two clubs. Mm. Running defender. Stacker leg speed. I don't know if you remember, Rooch. Uh, he was on my list three or four years ago yes, when we started was. this show. For, I thought he'd be good for Port or Adelaide. In the Adam Saad mould, look, not as good. Don't jump on me, everyone. But a lot of leg speed. I thought he may develop. I wonder if he'll get another opportunity. Or will Jacob Surgeon be on the dog and bone? Get on, get on the roosters now, Jesse White. Maybe Oleg Markov. I would, I would have thought he'd still be as a delisted play, be in sights of some yeah. club, surely. Well, we'll ask Matt Rendell that one. Uh, if you're Port of the Crows, would you pick him up? You can have your say. One three hundred seven. St Kilda for running defenders. Seven three six. Well, talking of St Kilda, they're losing a lot of coaches, Roach. They've oh, lost I know that was one. always going to happen, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I know, but they've lost. Ross comes one. in. They... No, but he didn't do it. I know that, but. Ross comes in, you know he's going to bring in his own team. So right. if you're sitting there, you're probably thinking, if I can get an option somewhere else. But anyway, Ben Jacobs. Oh, I did that with you, Bruce. Thank you. Ben Jacobs, who has, well, let's use it, the term history with Brad Scott because mm. he was his coach for seven well, years at North Melbourne. Got the best out of him. Yep. So Brad Scott's need to inform his panel. Sees Ben Jacobs at St Kilda, says, oh, well, I think I'll grab him before he's out there on his own. Some. <clears throat> so he's joining... The Bombers, yeah, as so they beef up their football program finally. If only Ben Rutten had had such support, Kim. Uh, let it go, Roach. I don't think it's going to change. I think it's change. right. No. doesn't mean I can't campaign for some justice, even though it won't get him the job back. Uh, he won a lot of respect and empathy for the way he handled, he handled it. it magnificently. Yep. All right, let's get into Deserve it, Roach. Better. This is the run home, thanks to Balfour's. A Balfour's in one hand, your team's colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. I am up and about here. Are I you? am ropeable. Really? Our good friend, Kane Corns. I like this. Did a list, put the ghoulies on the line. He was seconded to do the best 22 football journalists in Australia. And can I say, I looked at the list with great interest. It's only been out the last 24 hours. And I was shocked, staggered, overwhelmingly surprised, mortified, incredulous to the fact, in total disbelief, gutted, bemused, confused, outraged, annoyed, agitated, aggrieved, defies belief. It's totally illogical that you could not make... His top 22 oh, route. I thought you were going to say that you weren't on the list, but then I remember not you're a, not a journalist. I am not a journalist. Well, you see, now that I associate with you, I'm not one either anymore. No, I wouldn't do that to you. Can't be guilty <laughs> through association like that. He, now don't you help him with his stories for years? I don't know about that. 
I don't know about oh, was that. Was that a secret? Or I don't know anything about that. Either way, either way, he could not get you. I might have offered you... some counsel every so often. Yeah, really? Oh, yeah. Stopping from getting sued? I hope. <laughs> You're I not hope. in the top 22. Tell me the truth. Really? What? How do you feel about that? No, as long as I'm loved by you, Kim, that's all that matters. Everything pa- else pa- is, is pathetic just answer. inferior to me Pathetic now. answer. I don't get worked up about it. Are you a little aggrieved? I'm a little surprised. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay. Really? Hey, Brooch. Okay. You have a fair record. Did I even you, get on the bench? No, you didn't make it. And Not uh, even an honourable mention. Well, oh, well, that's it. it. I'm done. Now, I don't, I don't want to be rude. Blake to... can organise the party. That's it. I'm got, finished. I've got to find my list. I don't want to be rude to anyone in particular, but uh, Roach, you know. I'll go and just take my laptop to cash converters and get 20 cents for it. That's well, the end. Look, I'm done. Um, at 22, <laughs> David Zito, I don't know him. With oh, he's a, a good lad Respectfully. Oh, he's a good lad of Fox. So... Joshy Gablich, uh, he's one of our regulars now. He got in ahead of you. I'm, I'm actually quite pleased that Mitch Cleary's been recognised in the top five. His I like work that. Yep. in a kid who worked his way from, well, let's call it the basement. That's where he was. He's, he's worked his way all the way up to be a very, very polished performer on seven at the moment. I'm a paid up From member. our own stable. Originally came through ours. Yeah. not letting me get a word in Sorry. today. Yeah. Well, I feel a bit uncomfortable. Well, you no, know, I can. Uh, that's all right. You can have a moment if you want. Uh, Benny, get Roach a cup of tea. Okay. <laughs> bit of a mess at the moment. Um, look, we'll, we'll go through the list, but we're going to throw it out there, and we'll do it in a nice way. We're not yeah. going to be nasty to anyone, and we're not having a crack at Kano, apart from leaving you out. Roach, you're well, in, you're in he's, my top he's left ten. left me out and included someone who's not in the game anymore. Oh, that, that's Mick Warner. He's gone. At, at 11. Yeah. Oh, he's, well. he's got the, the claw ahead of you, Jake Nile at 10. No, he, Jake's a very good operator. He has not put in a South Australian. Isn't there? He's got Ryan Daniels at number 12 from Channel 7. Oh, the, the Hollywood Australian. man. Yeah. Um, interesting. So we'll go through the uh, top five shortly. Well, we'll do it now. But uh, we're live and interactive. Uh, 0427-154-166. Do you have a go-to journalist? Is there someone that when they talk, you believe and you trust and you think are reliable? And who rubs you up the wrong way? I think the one thing that is missing nowadays, Kim, is... And this is not just here in Australia. It, it's happened around the world with this shrinkage of print journalism. It's, it's shrunk horribly. Yep. Like even, you know, I had my time in the United States. Yes. And I got to know a lot of the great It was writers. jail, wasn't it? No, it wasn't. Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, dear. I was deported once, actually. Uh, those great writers are no longer there. Whether you liked him or not, Patrick Smith was very cutting in the Australian, yes. but he was must-read because he gave you, he prodded you to either begin to believe in your position on an issue in footy, or he made you suddenly see the other version. We talk about mm. three sides to a story. Patrick Smith was brilliant. Is it because back then it was more focus on being a good read as opposed to a headline and clickbait? Yeah, no, that's very much important. It was, yeah, because it, I used to find I'd really read the paper years ago, and now it's like headlines or it's stories off social media. Yeah, well, the sugar hits you get with clickbait. But mm. we had we had an era of some great writers here in Australia, and they don't exist anymore simply because, mm. you know, we know that advertising revenue shrunk in newspapers. That means they have to cut jobs. Usually it means the more experienced and the higher paid writers are culled. Mm. But I don't think we're better for it, are we? No, no. 
Um, but but Rich, you don't have to I'm always a, agree with I'm going to do this yeah. in all seriousness. Uh, you're an acclaimed journalist. Um, you, you've won numerous AFL Media Association awards. Uh, you have life membership. You've won every Sandful award. You've won international awards uh, with the Hockey and the President's Award there. Um, so you are much celebrated. And whilst I never always agreed with what you wrote, you had the ability to get a headline. And uh, when there was a juicy story around, you were always all over it. Mm. You had woeful bias towards Port Adelaide, but we'll let that go for now because we're right. mates. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, so we'll go to the... Kano's top five, and as I said, good on Kano for putting it out there. He does that better than anyone. Um, at number five, he had SEN own Sam Edmund. Now, he said, uh, when you have multiple strength, you get in the top five. When you can host your own show, when you can break news, Edmund is in at five. Yeah, I like Sam because he's tenacious. Yep. So I like someone who keeps, keeps working at the story. Yeah. Now... I mean, everyone's going to have an opinion about how he's gone about the Crows camp, but let's be real. He, he didn't give up on it. No, no, that, no, 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 no that, that was, um, no, that was, uh, the camp. That wasn't so much Sammy Edmund. Oh, sorry. sorry, sorry, no, sorry Sam McClure. Sam McClure. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. You're still in shock that you couldn't yeah, make the top was, 22. It's, it's, it's hey, we've got to go to a break. Hey, we'll come back with the, uh, the top four and then, uh, we'll give our opinions and we'll get Roach who we'll defer to as a journalist, um, who he thinks is the best journo going around at the moment, and who is the worst. Are you prepared to do Ooh, that? the worst? Yes. Let me think about that Or rubs that you one. up the wrong way. Let this me is, think about that one. This is Kimbo on the Roots. We're taking a break. If you want to send a text, 0427-154-166. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. Nearly 3.56. This is The Run Home. We're here thanks to the Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel. It is in stock now. Looking forward to our guest, Bharat Sundararson, coming up after four. Matt Randall at 4.30. Amanda Jade Wellington from the Adelaide Strikers in the WBBL. After five o'clock, we're having a look at Kano's list of his top 22 journalists. We were shocked and horrified and mortified that he couldn't get his China plate, the Roach, in there. Number of texts coming through. One says, AFL media is a joke. That's why fan-run podcasts are rising quickly in popularity. That's from a cheers from John in Prospect. Oh, it's uh, a different world now, isn't it? Uh, then he says, apart from your show, which is brilliant. Yeah, I, uh, I made that up. Right. Um, <laughs> I can't believe you believed it. <laughs> hey, I'll get the canos. I'll race through the 22, all right? At 22... David Zeta from Fox. We'll revisit these. A Tommy Brown from Channel 7 at 21. Should be banned from Twitter. Really? Worst tweets ever. He, he wouldn't there, be I've happy. Made, I've made a I, real I reckon, statement there. Yeah, well, I reckon he'd be on the old uh, Twitter and tweeting at the moment, having a crack at Kano, because uh, Tommy, uh, he likes his work. Yes, he likes his he own does. work. Uh, Lauren Wood comes in at 20. Johnny Ralph at 19. That surprises me. I'll get back to John. Josh Gavilich, 18. David Cherney at 17. Mark Robinson at 16. Ooh, How 16. can you be the chief footy writer of the biggest selling paper in Australia? And beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Mm-hmm. He rates him at number 16. Oh, he's coming off the injury list. Okay. Yeah, good answer. Riley Beveridge at 15. Pete Ryan, who's a regular on our show, at 14. Mike Gleeson, 13. Ryan Daniels, 12. Channel 7, the West Australian. Uh, Mick Warner, 11. Jake Nile, 10. Jay Clark, 9. Sam McClure, 8. Sammy Landsberg at 7. Russell Jackson, ABC Sport, at 6. Our own Sammy Edmund at 5. Mitch Cleary at 4. I'm a paid-up member of the fan club. I love Mitch. 
Damian Barrett, the Purple Warrior, at three. Callum Toomey at two. Is that a big year? And Kano's, yeah, he's broken a big story. Mm. Big stories. Kano's number one journalist is Carolyn Wilson from The Age and Channel 9. Now, can I explain why? These are Kane's words. Don't shoot the messenger co-host as well, she is. Yeah. Uh, this will be divisive, but once again, I don't care. <laughs> There's a shock. <laughs> Knock me down with a feather. Uh, <laughs> Carolyn Wilson is the best journalist we have. Well, he says we've got. I don't like got okay. as a word. That's bad journalism, Kane. Uh, there will be people out there that don't want to hear that, but she is phenomenal. To see how she turns up at Footy Classified on Monday night and the hunger, the amount of phone calls, the contacts. She breaks a story every Monday. A lot of them go under the radar. Yes, I'm biased and you'll say that, but she would turn on me if she had to. Uh, she is fearless. Yeah. Uh, she's ruthless. I just think she's the best we've got. I think she's unbelievable at what she does. So they are Kano's thoughts. Proof, proof of that was the way she was very, very strong on that Alistair Clarkson story last year where people just kept yep. knocking her saying that's not going to happen. He will not be moved on from Hawthorne. She was 100% right mm. and persisted when people were kept knocking her. I'll read uh, a quick text here then, Rooch. I'd, I'd like to hear who you genuinely think, as a journalist, who is the best journalist in the caper at the moment. Uh, this text has come through, no name on this one. Uh, surely it's Kane Corns for number one sports media person, who rubs everyone the wrong way, loves potting everyone, but his oh, his buddy Donuts, that's uh, Kenny Hinckley, is it? Oh, He's yeah, got him yeah. an old root sitting so firmly on the fence, they'll be forever picking splinters from their backs. Oh, how did Ken Hinckley get into that? Sorry, I hadn't pre-read it. Mm. Rooch, who's your best journo? Oh, look, I've, I've put a list of 10 together for differing reasons, and I'll go through them very quickly. I've got Caroline Wilson in the list, Mark Duffield at the West, who just yep. recently left the West Australian joined SENWA. I love Pete Ryan. I think Pete Ryan is a mm -hmm. really balanced writer. Jake Nile, I like for his tenacity. Damien Barrett, I enjoy for just digging and digging and getting to the bottom of the story. And the way he presents that if and, and you know, the sliding doors he does on the AFL website is entertaining as well. Yep. I think you've got to be entertaining when you write. Mitch Cleary, I've loved his rise. Cal Toomey, the work he's done this year has been superb. Uh, Russell Jackson is a long-form writer, and I think we need those long-form writers. He's done extremely well this year. Sammy Edmund, I've got there as well, and I still think Robert has to be acknowledged in the top Okay, game. Rooch, with four o'clock news is upon us. You're number one. Yeah, I'd, I'd go with Caroline as well. Okay, you can have yeah. your say. It is uh, 0427154166. We've got some astute people out in the audience. This is regards to you, Rooch. How can a man who can't even pronounce Sri Lanka yes. even be a journalist? That's from Aravinda <laughs> from Alabama <laughs> Gardens. Spell it. All righty, we've got uh, Barat Sundarasan coming up next. Four minutes past four. Kimbo on the reach with you. Thanks to Balfour's, no matter your club's colours. Balfour's are for the game. T20 World Cup updates. Thanks to Host Plus. That's a plus. Barat Sundarasan will be with us shortly. He's just getting his luggage. He's uh, Every time we get him, he's landing at an airport. Roughish luck. Um, a quick text here in regards to the best journalists. Uh, text has come through now. Absolutely love Kane. But, capital letters, you, Michelangelo Rucci, are by far the best journo in the country. You tell it how you see it, uh, not any bias in any way, shape or form. You are my number one always.
Well, that's very kind. Yeah, Who's that, that from? Oh, Annie, a port to port, oh, hello, of course. Annie. Yeah. Thank you, Annie. I'll tell you, he's that biased to world's port, Annie. Come on. Love you, Annie. Hey, Marcus Stoinis, I loved him last night because yep. it was a game that fluctuated. It ebbed and flowed, and it needed someone to take it by the scruff of the neck. Uh, Timmy Gossage was doing the game in Perth for SEN. Let's have a listen to some of the highlights from Stoinis onto his Australian record of 50 off 17 deliveries. Stoinis on strike. And he stands and says, get it out of here. <laughs> Clears the fence. 12 rows back. Stoinis goes again, but this time straight down the middle of the ground, straight past the bowler, straight to the boundary. Bringing him back in. Has a rang up. He bowls again. Stoiner says, I'm going to go again. Same spot, same result. Six more, huge over for Marcus Stoinis in Australia. 6.6 runs and over needed. Sana. Stoinis, has he got enough of it? He has. He's cleared the rope again. And he's pumped. He's pumped his Marcus Stoinis. He's got himself to 40 or 14 balls in a crucial fixture in Perth. And there it is, 25 rows back. Stoinis brings up 50, raises the bats, and has smashed Australia to the step of victory. Oh, I love it when Timmy Gossens gets aroused. I reckon there'd be a bit of spittle in the commentary box there. A man that's a little <laughs> bit more reserved than that is international cricket guru and the Dave Grohl lookalike who works for SEN, Burat Sundarasan, and he was at the game last night. Burat, thanks for joining us. Uh, no worries, guys. <laughs> uh, well, I wasn't that excited, uh, not as excited as Tim, but uh, no, it was pretty breathtaking cricket, honestly. And especially because it got accentuated as well because of how flat that game was still that point. Yeah. Um, it... And yeah, Maxwell first and then Steinis. It was a game that ebbed and flowed, wasn't it? We weren't sure which way it was going to go and then it just needed someone from Australia to take it by the scruff of the neck and... Uh, he well and truly did that. He's a beast once he gets going. Oh, he, they don't call him the Hulk for nothing. Uh, and, and he's such a field player. He's one of those players. You know, some cricketers base uh, their cricket on rhythm, but uh, Marcus Tynes is all about feel. And once that first six just went off and you saw him really, really celebrate that first six, you could, you could realize that, you know, he, he was feeling it. And I asked him this question as well, and he in the press conference, and he said so as well. He's, he began feeling it. It was his night. Uh, and, you know, not just for the game, but for Australia's World Cup campaign, they yeah. needed something that would just get their players off their feet and jumping up and down. And that's what exactly Stonis did. Perfect so, timing to take on England on Friday, Roach. Before we get to that, let's go to the hard questions. We touched on it when we spoke to the other day. Aaron Finch has been struggling for a while. He's removed himself from the one-day fixtures. 31 off 42. How he didn't get out is staggering, but he didn't. <laughs> um, do you drop a captain? Should Steve Smith come in or Cameron Green? Uh, no, I still don't see Aaron Finch uh, being dropped. Uh, yes, it was a struggle. I mean, it was one of those... Uh, days where, uh, you know, even if he had tried to get out, he did a couple of times. <laughs> he he yeah. wasn't even successful with that. Mm. Um, and you could see he was really getting frustrated with himself. Uh, when you start asking the umpire, if the umpire has any ideas how he could get back to ball, <laughs> it kind of tells you about the mindset of a batter. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it was one of the uh, few times in the last few months in T20 cricket where he struggled uh, like that. And it was a difficult pitch. The new ball was doing all sorts. Uh, but the fact that he just inadvertently ended up playing, being that glue player that Australia have been looking mm. for 
to see them through. I still think uh, they'll they'll stick with him. But having said that, I am like I said to you even two days ago. I still think Steve Smith needs to come in, especially against England, especially at the MCG. Uh, if it means that he has to come in for Mitch Marsh, maybe. And uh, I saw a couple of suggestions online from some experts that maybe Cam Green can come in for one of the fast bowlers. You know, oh, whether it's Cummins yep. or Star. So that is also an option that uh, Australia could use. But I think they need Steve Smith at the MCG against England. You've probably answered the question. If he was dropped, who would you put in? Uh, you mean Adam Finch? Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, you just go directly to uh, Steve Smith, if you mm. ask me, and get, um, you know, say, whoever you want to, to open with uh, David Warner, maybe get Steve Smith to open with David Warner. Because you need that stability. Like we saw with Virat Kohli at the MCG, Devin Conway, and a lot of others we're seeing at this tournament. You need someone who can just, you know, manipulate the field, uh, hit the ball uh, into all those pockets you find all these big outfields and make the most of it and get that get give the innings some fluidity even yesterday yes maxwell and stoinis just smashed sri lanka out of the park but you know it's not going to come off every time you still need someone at the other end who's just you know keeping the innings going Barat, this is a very real hypothetical back on aaron finch if he goes out we say steve smith comes in who would captain the side Ah, that's that's a very tricky one because uh, in the past they've even gone to someone like a Matthew Wade to captain Australia and T20 cricket, mm. uh, and he's become a fixture in the side. Uh, do they go down that route? If Pat Cummins is playing now that he's uh, the captain in two formats, do you you know task him with T20 cricket captaincy? Maybe not. Maybe they wouldn't go Pat Cummins. Uh, if, if you are bringing Steve Smith in, uh, then. Ideally, it should be David Warner, but obviously we know that's not going to happen. Mm. Uh, it could either be Steve Smith or, or even Matthew Wade. But again, I would be very, very surprised if Finch uh, is left out or leaves himself out. Mm. All right, if the loss to New Zealand carried the label of concerning worrying, does the win against Sri Lanka become reassuring or do we have to wait for the England game to really know where the Aussies are? Oh No, I don't think um, it was a perfect game for Australia yesterday. I still I still think there are a lot of concerns. They looked sloppy on the field. Mm. The body-long language yeah. was, was, was strange. I mean, I wouldn't say it was bad. It was just strange. Uh, there was this lack of energy about them. Um, you know, and, and I don't know, they were also a little ratty. <laughs> like, you know, they're getting annoyed with uh, all the, I mean, even the littlest of things. And which is, again, why what Maxwell and Stoinis did uh, was really required. They put the smiles back on their faces. They were really shell-shocked after New Zealand. And uh, uh, even the 20th over yesterday, where Pat Cummins went for a lot of runs, when he saw the Australians walk off, there was a sense of irritation about them. You know, They wanted to just see this game off and get to England, but Sri Lanka were just weren't letting them do that. So it's good that they finished on a high so that they can take that into England. Barat, okay. have you heard any theories as to why there were only 25,000 there last night? Uh, I did, actually. I mean, a few of the Perth locals said uh, maybe they were just, uh, you know, some of them were just put off by uh, the performance against New Zealand. And it was never a sellout. I mean, there were tickets mm-hmm. available even the night before the game. Um, I, some others they felt like uh, it, cricket hasn't really captured uh, the imagination of Perth yet this summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, this is the return of cricket. So you would have thought there would be like even more people there. Yeah. Now, the first time Australia has played a match there uh, uh, in a while. I mean, they played against England, but a World Cup match. Uh, but it was very disappointing. And it added to the whole sort of flat nature of the contest before Stoinis walked off to bat. 
So, Barat, that run rate that Australia had the problem after losing to New Zealand, where do they sit right at the moment in your calculations? Uh, no, they've fixed the run rate, net run rate, to an extent. Um, you know, they brought it down from minus four to minus one, yeah. uh, which is which is a big deal. And it, courtesy purely Marcus Stoinis, uh, you know, that uh, the way they batted in the first ten overs, even if they had won, they wouldn't have really had an impact on the uh, net run rate. But yeah. the the winning by twenty one balls helps. But again, it comes down to winning now. I mean, if they don't mm-hmm. beat England tomorrow or day after. Uh, it doesn't count for anything. It's all over for Australia. So, uh, or then, or they leave themselves with this very minute chance of going through with other results falling into place. So, they just have to focus on beating England first, and then they can maybe try to make up net run rate up against Ireland. Having said that, <laughs> Ireland have really gone off the blazing start against England today. So who knows, maybe the Irish yeah. could do Australia a favour. I think Please. you're spot on. The run rate's Please. not an issue against England. They can uh, rectify that against Afghanistan and Ireland. And if it does become an issue of Australia not living up to the expectations of the title holder, what do the organisers then become concerned about after that low crowd in Perth? Uh, I think I think it is concerning with the with the low turnout because even the SCG uh, wasn't a full house, yeah. was it? Uh, you know, and uh, uh, that's the thing. I, I, and maybe one of the main reasons why the ICC doesn't host too many World Cups in Australia, the time zones don't help. The time of the year also, uh, you know, at times comes into question. And this is the first time we are having a men's ICC uh, event in Australia at this time. You know, mm, in yeah. this, the before the summer in October, um, so it, it's it's still like virgin territory in that sense in terms of the, how the pitches will play, but also how people here will react. It's just getting out of the footy season. Um, mm. For a lot of people, cricket doesn't come into the into the scheme of things before November or December, right? right. So it's also yeah. yeah that I think that also all plays into it. But if Australia starts winning, maybe, you know, or maybe just have India-Pakistan every Sunday. Why not? Okay. Barat, you are racking up the frequent flyer points and we're loving your work on SEN and we really appreciate your time once again today. No worries at all, guys. Thank you so much. There he is, the old Dave Grohl lookalike, Barat Sundarasan. He's an absolute uh, ripper. Makes some sense, doesn't it? He does. And and it is very true. We're not in that, quite in that cricket mode. No. And I've been thinking more and more about your point on the Redbacks about how we don't get passionately and even outraged at their mm. results anymore. Like we had a We've major been anaesthetized to it, Roach. <laughs> yeah, that's that's concerning though, isn't it? Yeah. Because it's not as if we I mean it's, it's our it is our biggest summer game, isn't it? There's nothing else that touches cricket in no, summer, does it? No. National sport. Crowd, crowds will pick up. Uh, we need to go to a break, Roach. Mm. Sorry to cut you off, but I'm reading a text about you. Hi, Kimba and Roach. Commiserations to Roach for missing <laughs> out on Corn's top 22 football journalist. Maybe Kane couldn't reconcile Roach to his list because he struggled, like everyone else, to distinguish whether Roach is a journo or a port employee. <laughs> oh, look, depending on which hat he's chosen to wear on the day. I should have looked down the bottom. That's from Blake. Love you, Blake. <laughs> a Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson, turbo diesel, all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roach. we're live from Studio Lumo SA. Thanks to the Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel, it is in stock now. Matty Rendell coming up at 4.30 will pose the question, is there a way Port or the Crows could get Mateus Filippo? Uh, And given his 
probably going to go top ten, you think, Bruce? Well, if Essendon are as keen as I keep hearing, he'll go top four. Mm. All right, we'll pose that question. And Oleg, oh, apologies, Oleg Markov. <laughs> if Mateus had his own way, he'd go number one. <laughs> that was his tweet, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, former North Adelaide and Richmond and Gold Coast Suns defender Oleg Markov is delisted today. Yeah, surprise um, with that. Yeah, we'll ask Matty if he'll find a home anywhere and he may end up back at uh, North Adelaide. He's hey, got yeah. some leg speed. That Kane Corn's top 22. Mm. Uh, Jared Waitley? Oh, he didn't. He no, didn't Jared put. Waitley. He didn't put Geronimo in. He didn't. Well, well picked up, Rooch. I I like Johnny Ralph, but I like the way people deliver things. He's a, he's a workhorse, Johnny. Yeah, and I I sort of push back against people where I feel there could be an agenda, or if there's a touch of nastiness in the delivery. Yeah, yeah, I know um, what you're saying. If it's if it's too personal, I I don't like that. Um, here's a text. Here's a balanced one. Uh, this is from Phil. Boys, it's difficult to rate journalism in a linear fashion. Correct. They have different skills. Russell Jackson, for example, gets a different massive story to Cal Toomey. Caro or Roach can probably tra- traverse both types. Sam Edmund is different again. They're all very good for different reasons. That's a great text. Yeah, that's a, a beauty. And, um, and to explain how, how time has worked over print journalism... <clears throat> When you were master of television mm-hmm. and Kenneth George Cunningham was master of radio, the print guys, and I, look, I, that's when I started, we were in deep trouble because it was about the paper would land on your front lawn at six, right? But you guys on TV were beginning to hurt us because you could go immediately at 6 p.m. Yeah. KG, what he was doing between four and seven killed everybody. I mean, people wanted to talk to KG because... He broke stories. Absolutely. And I can tell you, in the newsroom, and I know every newsroom did it, we would have the radio on sitting there monitoring his show, and then you'd have to react that quickly if you had an hour to go, right, let's get on top of that. Let's get a crew out there and speak to so-and-so. Let's doorstop him. KG has just said. And that's uh, what Kenny revolutionised the way things were done. Print guys had to adapt. The one I have always loved is Jeff Kingston. So if you're covering a game at Thebiton Oval at 2 o'clock on a Saturday yep. and you want someone to read you on Monday morning, as there, in those days, you know, we used to remember the big advertiser where people used to have them on the trains and they'd have to fold them mm. so they wouldn't hit the person next to them or on a bus. They're going to spend, at that time, it probably was 20 cents, different times, I admit, and they were going to spend their time. You had to make it worthwhile for them to read your match report of a game played virtually two mm. days earlier. Kingo was the best. It wasn't any more... Port Adelaide beat North Adelaide by two points in a pulsating game at Football mm. Park yesterday. He gave you a story within the match. He was the master of that. Yeah. Now, Alan Shill, he, he was different. I, I kicked five against North Adelaide at Thebiton Oval one day. I walked into the clubhouse afterwards, and Sheffield, I think he'd been in the bar all day. Careful. He, he, it could have been. Careful. Or well, maybe he got a whiff of it, and it got a better <laughs> of him. And uh, he, he said, you kicked two today. I said, I kicked five. <laughs> uh, quick one before Master we go. Master wordsmith, Alan Shew. Yes, very, very good uh, early in the day. Um, hi, oh, guys. Oh, no, <laughs> Love you, Sheffield. No. No, he was a ripping hey, man. You've got to give him credit. He broke the World Series cricket story, you know. Mm-hmm. He was he was on top of that before everyone else. Got to go to a break, Roach, uh, not being dismissive of that. But uh, a lot of text coming through as to why you didn't make the top 20. Well, if Jared didn't make it, I'm not so cut top up Top 22, and I think they're on the money. This has done a reputable damage to you. <laughs> Hi, guys. I think Michelangelo missed out on the top 20 journos list because 
if he's Dunkley to Port 95%. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there we go. Uh, Johnny K said that. He says, in all seriousness, I'd still have the roots in the top five journos. Well, I wish he was. He wouldn't be here. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. Knock me down with a feather. We're late for the news. Roots, could you believe that? Never. Hey. Never. Let's do a couple of quick texts. We're talking about the crowds, only 25,000 yes. per stadium. Hi, Kim Bone Rouge. Aussies are turning off cricket because of the woke preaching coming from our hypocritical test captain. There's mm. been a fair bit of commentary on that space because Pat will be looked after at the top end, but the damage that's being done at the grassroots when that development money doesn't get down there. Now, we can argue about whether they should be taking that money from certain organisations or not, but there is a bigger hit at the grassroots than there'll ever be in Pat Cummings' area, won't there? All organisations now need to be more consultative. Yep. And some people will lose their job. Yes. Because you either sign up, live with it, or pick another profession. Correct. That's the way of the world. Uh, talking about the number one journos and Roach not making the top 22. Oh, here's the reason. Another reason, Roach. People are trying to be helpful. Uh, the only thing Roachy breaks these days is wind. Oh. oh. Mm, all right. Uh, every time the AFL's number one journo, inverted brackets, breaks a story, I wonder if she'll be retracting it all, paying compo again in three years' time, like she did on the Crows Camp story. No, she didn't. A big hit to her credibility, surely. Citizen no, she Steve. She, uh, didn't. she didn't have to pay anything there. No, she didn't. And a matter of fact, probably if they'd held ground for a little longer, that might have had a different outcome, that story. Mm, yeah, the, the biggest beat up ever, that story. Okay. Uh, I'm standing fat with that. <laughs> Kano, did you hear that? He, he took me to task <laughs> on that. I've never up. wavered from it. Mm. Boys, I've lost all interest in cricket. Don't watch it anymore. Um, don't wow. miss it anymore. That woke. Oh, yeah, I won't say again. that. But uh, yeah. Cummins has finished me for good. That's from Mark. That's sad. That. Um, well, what else have we got? Uh, no, we'll go to a break. We're running late because we've got Matty Rendell coming up very shortly. And Ooh. as we know, the big fella likes to give him space. Likes to bump the gums. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.